0: This is The Dose, and I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. Welcome to my playground. This is the place to play, a place to spark creativity, share some laughs, and challenge everything you thought you once knew. We're going to chat with some really inspiring people, people with stories, people that move the needle forward, shake shit up, and most importantly, people that have fun. These are just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And you can too. Everyone's a superhero. You just got to find your power. All right. Welcome back, my ladies and gentlemen. This is The Dose. I'm your host, Mike Schwartz. Got a wicked show on today. This is going back a couple of weeks. I was speaking with a good pal of mine here from the Calgary local scene, Hayden McHugh, singer, songwriter, producer extraordinaire, and uh, he's got some really, really interesting insight on uh, the way an artist can pivot in the times right now. So without further ado, I'll let him get into the story, um, and uh, I think you guys will really, really enjoy this, and uh, just a, a really interesting take on how to look on the opposite side. So like I said, without further ado, I bring to you none other than Hayden McHugh. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am sitting down with a very special guest here today. None other than the pop star extraordinaire himself, Hayden McHugh, songwriter, producer, and I believe I read somewhere, Elton John with a beat pad. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, that's
1: what it does (laughs) in my bio.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, let's start with that, man. uh, What's the significance on that? Because I get immediately, like for me you know, you see all these things on, on people's like, I'm a this and that and another thing. And it's like, there's just so much there. It's just overwhelming. We can't really make that decision. So what, what came to that? Uh, like, how did you come to the, the Elton John with the beat pad? Cause that's a very, very, like, I, I get it. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. That. It's, it came about with uh, I kind of was just looking for a good way to represent um, both the, kind of musical elements of my performance and my tracks um, while also keeping people in the headspace of them recognizing that what I was doing was very dance pop and upbeat based because something that I think um, sometimes would come across is when I would do performances with tracks people would automatically assume that the tracks were made by somebody else or just produced you know at some guy in a studio or some girl in a studio and we just Kind of, I just let them do it and then walked away from it. But the reality is, is a lot of it was uh, a lot of it is produced by myself, or I, I play the piano, um, sometimes live on stage as well. And so, yeah, I really wanted to nail that home. And Elton John is a, a, a kind of a big inspiration for me growing up with uh, the big kind of sparkly performance outfits and almost like liberace style sort of thing. So all these images sort of came together in my mind and was a good accurate representation of what I feel like I'm delivering. So uh, I felt like it was a good descriptor and it was simple.
0: Yeah. You know, I I definitely have that image and I was like, oh man, that's easy it's easy, right? You can can (laughs) what you're getting out of it now. Yeah. Now you're, I, I like to start the show with uh, with trying to get a, a little bit of a, a sense of gratitude and stuff. And I mean, we've just had some uh, some conversation offline. It's been so good to reconnect with you. Um, you're definitely a re- really grateful and appreciative of, of your surroundings. We were talking about uh, artists that we both worked with and, and true friends of ours. Tell me what uh, nowadays what are you what are you super grateful for?
1: Uh, I am really grateful for the opportunity to. Um, To know about a lot of this technology stuff already, because um, it it has been a really big challenge for a lot of people learning how to get out there now that things have been moved into this online space. And I feel like I have had a little bit of an advantage um, with having a really good understanding of like how to use uh, programs like Zoom and even utilizing Ableton in a way that is a little bit more. kind of cross-dimensional there are programs things like splice and and uh and other uh things like audio movers that provide musicians the opportunity to collaborate over um like thousands of kilometers so the uh i am really grateful that i've had that opportunity and the opportunity to uh work with individuals who have had a little bit of extra free time uh normally a lot of the people that I have been working with lately are jam-packed doing shows and performing and writing and reducing and and doing all these things for other people and uh you know like it's kind of the silver lining um of a lot of this stuff has been that you know they're now a little less than a DM away being like hey what are you up to? Nothing. I kind of thought, so do you want to do something with me? You know, hey, let's work on a project. And uh, so, yeah, I've been really grateful for that opportunity as well, uh, because I know a lot of places are uh, not being provided some of the off time that uh, we are in Canada a little yeah. bit. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, no I definitely, really cool. I, I definitely understand that too. And, and as we were talking about just offline here, it's like, it's so much a different world. Um, but at the same time, everybody's so connected. And I find um, it's really important to be able to pivot in whatever industry you're in. So can you, can you kind of give us a little bit of insight to why you got into the production
1: side of things as opposed to because I mean, you started as a singer yeah. correct? Yeah, I did. I um, Honestly, the big thing was that I love pop music. Like I always have, ever since I was a kid, I was listening to like Hilary Duff and I loved the Disney Channel um, just because that's where the kind of hub for that sort of stuff was. And um, as I got older and as some of my friends uh, kind of, cause I think, especially in the nineties, pop music was very orientated towards kids. It was like children like pop, therefore all pop music should be made with the, the notion of kids in mind. And then as we kind of moved away from that and as some of those kids who grew up out of that generation um, started to realize that it doesn't have to be that way and that something with a light, fun bop doesn't necessarily have to be kind of hyper-focused on a kid's environment. And so um, I started to produce because nobody would do it for me. Um, Essentially, I worked with several producers Um, In the city of Calgary, especially, and I would pay them lots of money to try to work with me on my songs. And every single time they tried to turn me into like a rock and roll singer, or they tried to turn me into a country singer or they tried to Kind of orientate me into doing like especially the biggest thing that I was always fighting against was people trying to get me to do cover songs of songs from the 80s and 90s and not that I'm against it but just that I don't want to be an 80s 90s cover band. Right. I, I would like to reinvent these songs in in ways that are a little bit more current and, and kind of more updated. And um, so yeah, I started to do it because there was no choice. Like I would even reach out to DJs and they would you know kind of come back to me with which which like music that is not not like in no way bad but isn't really pop it's not really capable people would be like oh right over this and it's like a noise jungle music track and it's super awesome because it's really cool if you're interested in textures and and different sorts of sounds but for someone who wanted to be a vocalist and a performer um i really needed to find something else so i just got started and uh It was really helpful. I like read an article recently about Kylie Minogue who was learning how to use uh, logic basically. She's like, if 11 year olds can do it, so can I. And that's kind of how I felt. And uh, it was just like, well, if other people aren't willing to work with me and don't want to work with me to do these things, then I'm just gonna do it on my own and I'll just figure it out and uh, so now here I am Uh, and it's really been really cool because I think doing the production has allowed my songs to shine a little bit better. Um, I'm not, I like won't claim to be a trillion dollar songwriter, I'm you know not, nothing I'm writing is you know you know breaching the the realm of, of, of the best writing in the entire world but I know that the right production or the right beat or the right melody or the right sort of underlaying tones can really set home um, a really good song. And so I'm really glad that I have that too, because now I'm kind of able to sell these songs a little better. Like if the song doesn't necessarily have the best hook in the entire world, then I can really kind of sell that groove a little bit more with the track and, and vice versa. Oh, so, yeah, it's been really fun.
0: That's a, it. sounds like such a journey too, right? Like to be yeah. able to identify with that and there must've been some points of pivots and I guess it, oh, it's, so great. It's, a, it's a great <laughs> like launch pad for the whole theme of this season too, is the, that super power, that superhero uh, in you oftentimes I find that like people are so close to themselves that they can't actually identify what they are meant to do in this world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll find when we were chatting, you know, just figuring out the self acceptance and figuring out where your direction was. And then all of the story you just told right there, can you kind of share with us like how you kind of came to uh, being okay, I guess with first off like self acceptance and, and where you are as an artist and where you are as a person, not just as a professional, but in, in the personal side of things
1: yeah it's uh, it's hard i um am constantly working on it i would say because um when you uh, with songwriting it can feel it's very arbitrary because you can and like a, a song can kind of live in without any sort of production around it can live in this really open space where it can be interpreted in so many ways um that it really allows for uh, it to it to kind of be like what i would call more of a range like the song can be here to here because of the ability to interpret it in so many different ways but as soon as you start to add the production behind it and you start to decide on the vibe and the beat and things like that that scope suddenly is limited to this tiny little tube and you're forced to kind of accept what is good and is not good about the song itself essentially. And you're like, well, okay, like now all of a sudden I I like lay down the floor to the floor beat that I was kind of thinking of in my head. And you know, you end up with this, it sounds like basically like garbage. And you're like, why does it sound like garbage? How do I assess it? And so what I mean by that is the self-acceptance is kind of a constant thing because you have to not only be accepting where you're at in that moment, you're like, I'm only this good and can only do these sorts of things like very recently I am just sort of learning how to do mixing and mastering. So um, that's the side of the song where you kind of take all the stems and then you start to make sure that things are placed in your headphones and on your speakers all properly. And um, I kind of am having to, that's where I'm having having to come to this acceptance where I'm like, well, at what point do I need to ask for help? And at what point do I need to reach out to other producers to say, can you give me an assistance? This sounds muddy, I can't clear this up. How do I do this? Can you help me? Um, but also, Um, On the other side of things, of telling myself that I need to do certain things um, independently, um, Mariah gave me a piece of advice that, or Mariah Stokes gave me a piece of advice that um, she got from somebody else, and it was sometimes um, you need to sit down and write the song on your own because sometimes uh, it is up to you to do this task independently because you are the only one who can do it. Nobody else can drag it out of you. And, uh, and yeah, and that was a good piece of advice for me too, because it was that sort of like self acceptance that not only do sometimes do I need help, but sometimes I'm capable of doing this entirely on my own. And being able to recognize that is kind of the most important part because then you're not going to beat yourself up when you're not enough, but then you're also not going to doubt yourself when you are enough. And when you're prepared to take that step um, to do these things independently, like I'm working on tracks right now, am I prepared to do all these on my own? No, but there are tracks that I can see in the very recent, like near future that I will have the capacity of doing that with, because I'm starting from scratch and building it up. And, but, uh, that acceptance of like, I'm here right now, I need help, you know, get that help and then learn from it and try to develop is kind of the, yeah, that's where I'm at with that self-acceptance. It's a constant battle. It's not something that happens um, once. You're not like, yeah, I'm good now. Like it's it's like a day. It's like a daily thing, you know. You, I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday, where he's like, I'm feeling down about it. I'm like, yeah, like it's it kind of feels that way especially when you live in Calgary and you're like one of three pop musicians who live here and uh two of which are willing to collaborate so it's kind of like what are you gonna do how are you gonna live it well I'm here one of my mom used to say she used to call it radical acceptance she's like you have no choice so accept your position and move on
0: (laughs) exactly and uh yeah you can you can just sit sit with it for a sec and mm-hmm. then like, okay, Just be prayers. mad be angry <laughs> <laughs> hey, <is that>, no. <laughs> let 's get the show on the road, hey yeah, oh, that's great, well, coming back, I, I really wanted to I was making some notes when you were talking about uh, the actual um way that you produce a track now Mm -hmm. this i think is really really this is totally off topic but like i think this is a really really piece of valuable information and insight from yourself because you've done it now uh on your own and it's it's kind of a different take than somebody who's you know done the school and they got all this background and all this theory behind them what is the one specific thing that you like to um maybe carry through on that is there one element of a song that you start with all the time or that is like the the pivotal, like that's the key part of a song or is it kind of change? Is it fluid?
1: It's been changing throughout my life. Um, when I was a teen, it was all about the chord progression. Um, like I would have a really good chord progression that really felt like it meant something to me. And then I would write that and then it would just kind of roll out from there. And as I began to do music production, that still sort of carried through, but it ended up being more about like a loop. Like you'd make, a little sample of piano and then that would kind of become the backbone of the song. Um, But really interestingly, um, recently, um, I've been getting into doing top lining for other individuals where they like either send you a track and you write over it or you send them kind of an empty track and they produce around it. Um, But I actually ended up doing that for myself for a song recently. I've never produced an entire track, songs, lyrics. Um, And uh, this was the first time that I ever like finished this track and was like, I love this and I know what it is about and I know what it was, uh, I know what it should be. And I have some melody map ideas, but nothing really concrete. Um, and I had invited Mariah Stokes again, basically, to come and write it with me because I knew what it should be about, but I didn't, I couldn't really tell. So the answer is no, really. I never really have a, a strict way of going about it. Um, and lately, now that I've been doing as much co-writing as possible, I'm finding that my uh, way of going about it is completely changing, um, just because I'm learning all these new techniques about like, like if I'm writing with somebody else and they're kind of the artist, how do I like pull that song out of them in a way that doesn't hurt, but is really effective. Um, but when I'm doing it for myself, like this morning, um, I had like a melody map of just a song and these pianos and I wrote, you know, just kind of the feeling of it. And I pile drive through it though. I didn't even let myself think about whether the lyrics fit or not. And then yeah. I'll revisit it later. But some people are different where they want to edit kind of going through the song. They're like, oh, let's see if we can make it better right now. Right now, I want to see if we can make that you know, the best Uh-oh. it can be. And so it is, uh, it, I'm finding that my way of writing songs and, and doing these is developing. It's, it's constantly changing because of all this outside influence of like some people don't write songs about their personal experience like I'm very emotional so I write I'm like I let my emotion push some songs out of me um but I wrote with the guy the other day and he was like where are we where are we right now and I was like what do you mean he's like well we're on Granville Street we're gonna write a song about being on Granville in Vancouver and I was like okay cool um why are we here he's like well we're breaking up with somebody and this and that and we kind of like wrote and invented this story and then wrote the story out um, after that, which I had never done before. I usually am one to pull from my real life experience. Oh, yeah, okay. Whereas he was like, here's a story and then let's like kind of re- find experiences that we personally relate to that and pull that in. So yeah, long answer, short, uh, constantly adjusting um, and changing and flipping on its head and, um, and uh, I'm trying just to be open to it. Any, any way a song will come. Um, I don't want to shut it down. I'm like, okay, let's, let's,
0: yeah, come on in. Let's do it. Wow, man. Oh, that's that's fascinating. and hey, that's fascinating. Wow, I love that. That's great. Um, th- that kind of trickles down into what I wanted to ask you too, because um, I, I know you've got some singles coming up. You've got uh, a bit of a collaborative project going on right now. Do you want to share with, uh, with the fantastic audience here, both videos? Yeah. Uh, I
1: have just yeah, been working on these songs for, I think, the basically the whole year um it started with um a couple of ideas really that i kind of was really stuck on and the sound um that i had followed through on with take you i kind of released a song a couple years ago and that really set the bar for the the, the type of music and the, the genre of music and the, the kind of the general vibe that I really wanted to pull from. And, uh, and also just with the desire to write as many songs as possible. I am um, inspired by my absolute favorite, Carly Rae Jepsen, yes. who wrote like 250 songs before releasing seven of them for an album. Um, I wanted to do that. I wanted to, you know, pile through as many as possible and and find the ones that made me uh, the most emotional and the most heartbroken and the most like empowered and, and whatever the song is supposed to make you feel. And, um, and I, I think I've done that. I've got four um, of five basically completely done. I don't have an official release date yet because we're just working on a couple final details, but um, very soon uh, it will be kind of like a, a quick turnaround, um, likely before the end of the year or bright and early up in January. Um, but I'm really excited because we I've never done it like this before, where we've got a series of songs that will kind of come out and act as a body of work, even though they come out independently. Um, but I'm really excited because I have a really good, I'm excited about the theme, I've got these cool, like, cloud images from this photographer, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be great. It's uh, The first song we've got that will come out is called Better, and it's a song about... Um, knowing that you are trash sometimes and wanting to be a better person uh, and not knowing always how, but still being interested in trying. I'm still <laughs> interested in being the best, but I know I'm trash sometimes and that's okay. <laughs> it's,
0: it's about being okay. with being Okay. Right. Now, exactly, yeah. that, that can be a very cathartic experience. I mean, I've, I've recently started uh, playing around on guitar and playing around on a little mini keyboard and like just getting my own production, which has been very, very, Interesting with the times that we're at, because I truly believe—I'm not sure if you share this—but I truly believe every single individual is creative. It's with—it's oftentimes we're just so close and so attached to these stories that other people tell us that we are supposed to be something that we're we're maybe not. And Mm we're—if we're we're able or given the opportunity to be creative, we can find those outlets and things we never would have thought. Like down in Australia, I was—I was painting. I was telling you. Uh, as i was doing like canvases i was doing art i had never never done that since i was a kid it was so freeing and now when i was like oh cool got a guitar i might as well play it right yeah playing drums i'm like yeah cool but it's so rhythmical it's not it's not expression it's not like finding a melody it's not like you can't really you can but you can't really sing it doesn't
1: feel expressive to you yeah
0: yeah yeah there's a different there's a different feeling and i've put down two songs so it's like the where i'm going with this is like when you got something in, in that creative aspect and, and for you it seems like your songwriting and the ability to collaborate and get these ideas out through your expression of your emotion, oftentimes we can find, okay, that's a superpower, but like we're, own, we're only governed by like our limiting beliefs, right? So where I'm going with this is like, what's the kryptonite? What What, mm. view? what is that, that thing that gets you hung up like this wall sometimes? What's that kryptonite yeah.
1: Um, for me, it's um, my self-expectation of um, delivering incredibleness immediately. And I, uh, my problem is that when I grew up, um, I was in a program what, uh, that was – Was challenging for me until a certain point. And I think that there was a there was a moment where I could have branched off into a more challenging sort of program that would have pushed me even further. But I think I, especially as a kid, enjoyed being big fish, kind of small pond. And I really appreciated it because I learned about making friends, I learned about leadership, and I learned about what it meant to be a part of a group. So I am really, really, really glad that I went there. But when I left, um, I then kind of got into this big world of people who are uh, really truly incredible and amazing and work really hard every day to be this like incredible, amazing artist person. Um, I felt intimidated. I felt incredibly intimidated by people who had been performing for several years and who had been out there for several years kind of already doing what I kind of just was only had only dreamed of doing at that point. So I, um, my kryptonite is not trying to not worry about my own journey and worrying about where I am right now versus where I would like to be. Um, and my inability to look back at where I used to be and where I am now. I, I can tell myself right now that if I was a couple years ago looking at like performing at Calgary pride, for example, and being able to say that, like I opened up for Rhea May and, and other, these other big Canadian artists, like That would be incredible. I would be blown away by that if I was like an 18-year-old. But right now looking at it, I'm like, well, well, uh, okay, whatever. Like, why am I not making millions of dollars yet? Why am I not? Whatever. Who why is Beyonce not calling me, asking me for my songs? Like, you know, like I get really overwhelmed in like what could be. Mm. And I think what I need to start doing and focusing way more on is what I do have the capacity of doing. So I'm doing like breakout West right now. And I did some like one-on-one sessions with uh, some individuals. And um, that's where I kind of mo- realized it the most prominently actually. So I did a meeting with one lady who was a uh, artist manager for people in Canada. And I immediately, as soon as she popped up on the screen cause it's digital, um, I immediately did not know what I wanted from her because I couldn't even think about all of the things that I had done. And the general things that I wanted to do going forward, I could only yammer on about this like kind of craziness of like, I think that I'm kind of ready for a manager, but I don't really know. And I I think I, yes, maybe, but I'm not sure. And instead of just being honest with her about where I am at and what I want and where I'm going to go, I kind of was like, I'm not even really sure. And that got in my way. But then when I did one yesterday, felt it was the opposite because when i was talking to him i was realistic about what i had and he was an artist manager but um we were talking more on the department of uh, bookings and, and songwriting and so i was realistic with him i was like well this year i wrote 100 songs and i did this and i have been producing and i have done this in this top line and he said cool sounds great send me some stuff and we can then potentially look at that and because of that Um, because I was realistic with myself, I didn't shoot myself in the foot per se, but I also wasn't frozen in terror to do anything at all. Um, you can be realistic with your space and yeah, so my kryptonite is not being able to do that. And it's something that I'm constantly trying to work through. Um, is this like, yeah, this challenge of not comparing myself even to me. Um, you know compare myself to other people actually quite well because I'm realistic about it with other people I'm like well they've been in the business for eight years so obviously they're going to be said further ahead but um, the self-comparison is not as helpful because you can almost beat yourself up like why am I not further ahead why am I not this why am I not that when you know I've actually made a lot of progress in lots of different ways and um, if I'm realistic about that that I can push on those and get the other things that I want maybe even two yeah. But get a little caught up.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, it's very interesting. And this, uh, this kind of rolls right into it is like when you feel that coming on, what kind of things do you do to, to catch it before mm-hmm. it gets overwhelming?
1: I mean, I think the problem with it is it is not really catchable until it's overwhelming. You kind of don't really realize that you're in this like full on. <laughs> like, why am I trash sort of headspace until you're quite literally at the bottom of it. But um, the recognition, I think, is that is the key. Like, be, like, being able to stop and say, like, I don't actually think that about myself. I don't actually feel that way. I know that what I have has value. Um, and kind of, and lately, it has been a little bit about self-confidence in my own art as well. I know that like like I said earlier in the in the podcast the production side has been a real challenge because I'm kind of doing it all on my own and just sort of working my way through how to sort of do it all but um, the 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 sort of issue or the you you kind of overcome it when you are able to be confident in what you're going to create and not care about the outcome I guess um the last like the five songs that I've written coming up um, are like the best songs that I've ever written and I feel that way in my heart and regardless of whether they blow up on Spotify or if literally zero people listen to it, um, I would still be proud of the work that I did. And I think that that's the headspace that I think a lot of artists would benefit from because you get really caught up in the post thing about like, what if, why can I get it on the radio? Can I get it in a movie? Can I get this, can I get that? Um, When, if you're just creating really good art that makes you feel good, you know, the desire for this like kind of internal hateful attitude of why am I not good enough kind of dissipates because you're like, well, I made a good piece of art, that's what matters. And then everything else is gravy, I guess.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. it's, it's such a paradox because you're saying like, like ah, I want to be awesome, but I can't be too awesome. I have to be okay with where I am. But then yeah. what if they don't love me? You know? <laughs> it's yeah,
1: like exactly what if they don't love me? But I don't care if they love me. I'm an independent woman. You know, like it's very, like <laughs> it's very like uh it's very all over the place. It's hard, but it's 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 like, yeah, it like and like I said about the other thing, it's like a constant battle. Like you're not gonna find yourself one day. Like, even who, I don't remember who they were saying it was, but this other, like, they were, like, talking about this famous artist constantly feels, um, like, disassociative and and, and inappropriate. I think maybe it was actually Selena Gomez in her, like, uh, song podcast about Love You to Leave Me. Like, it was... She was like, sometimes you feel like you don't know what you're doing, and sometimes you feel like you aren't making good stuff, and 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 you're always gonna look back at, at the previous stuff and say like, I don't even almost not, don't wanna don't recognize that person, but that you're a completely different person now, you know. So um, I'm just trying to be okay with that, trying to be okay with the flow, and uh, and and stop like swimming upstream and uh, and go where things sort of take me instead, you know. Like don't fight against the current.
0: I just love um, it. With it. Love it. oh man I, you've got such a beautiful energy about yourself too and it's uh, that flow is just like it's it's so transparent with you and thank like you so i love it i love it it's just, <laughs> thank it's, you this has been awesome so just to close things down now what what is next for you you've got the singles coming up um mm-hmm. tell me about the 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 plan the strategy and uh and how can we support and uh find out what's uh what's new in this uh elton John with a beat pad <laughs> pop extraordinaire world here
1: Yeah, I would say I'm just, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm the more, I'm more active on there. Uh, As for next, um, I'm just kind of working on doing as many things as possible. I want to get into co-writing and I really want to get into songwriting and I want to get into uh, these other opportunities. And so I've been really just busting my hump trying to get out there and meet these people. And I've been using Breakout West as a great opportunity to break out into this um kind of uh some markets that are kind of outside of my personal uh, capacity to reach uh directly and uh but yeah and then these singles they're like minutes away from coming out at this point and uh there's going to be a bunch of them i have in the past kind of been inconsistent with my release schedule but no longer we will have um millions and millions of songs coming out um this or like within the next few months and then next year um pretty much one after the other so uh, watch out for that. I'm very excited.
0: That's freaking awesome. Now, just to wrap things up, my favorite question. All right, catch everybody off guard. With the theme being superheroes, superpowers, what would you say to somebody maybe on the street or somebody that's having trouble finding their inner superpower? What kind of advice hmm. would you
1: uh I think that my advice for people who are looking for, who are looking for like a purpose is to, is actually the advice that my mom gave me, which was, what don't you want to do? Um, It was really sort of silly because um, I think a lot of people don't get caught up, and this isn't true for everybody because I do recognize that there's lots of people with like actual physical and economic barriers to many things. Um, But a lot of people end up in this headspace of like, well, I can do this and I'm good at this and I like horses and I also like you know, cars, and I also like, and I also like, and I also like, and you get caught up in what is essentially a false idea of having millions of opportunity. When the truth is you are in this spot and you only have a certain amount of, like, I would say everything is within a few steps of your reach. Like nothing is out of bounds, everything that you, you can do anything in your world. But the idea that I'm going to go from here to here in two seconds is unrealistic. There are several steps in between you know, you and anywhere you want to be. So um, yeah, the big thing for me that my mom always said was, what don't you want to do? And that really helped me identify exactly not only like the things that I wanted to do in my life, but also kind of when you know what you don't want to do, everything else becomes clear. And your options, your list of options becomes much more realistic because there's lots of things that you think you're going to want to do. Like I used to think, oh, I would love to do um, to do sales and I love business work and I love this. And I completely decided that I didn't like it because a lot of it was desk work. A lot of it was sitting at the desk, filling out contracts and doing stuff like that. Some people love that. Some people love the, the hustle and the sales and all that stuff. But I realized that because of this portion, I don't want to. And I don't want to uh, pursue that sort of career. So yeah, my biggest advice to people who are looking for their purpose is actually look at the opposite. What don't you want to do with your life? What would you hate to do on a daily basis? And what would suck? What would suck for you all the time? And uh, when you think about that, your list of options becomes very realistic and uh, and much more appealing because everything on there is things that are between things that you wouldn't mind and things that you absolutely love to do on a daily basis versus your general list, which will definitely include a bunch of things that you're going to hate on a daily basis as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's my biggest, I think, piece of advice for people who are looking for the purpose. Decide, look on the opposite side. Man, uh, that can often help.
0: there you go wow dude so much energy um you said like i said beautiful soul dude it's been amazing just catching up with you um i'll i'll listen to show notes here exactly where people can find you and if there are some songwriters out there that are listening to the show because this is the that's this dose man this is where people go for the this is the hood for for looking to improve their wellness so if you guys are looking for collaboration i i got uh i got a i got a friend over here on the other line sitting waiting (laughs) for the call so We'll make sure people can find you and, uh, and all the best and and uh, really let's uh let's stay in touch and uh, and keep things going here. I'd like to I'd like to work with you now that I know how to do some things more than beats, right? So do some I, of the things on the laptop. I, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> my <laughs> mouth beats. I'm Timbaland, right? So <laughs>
1: exactly. That's awesome. But it,
0: so great. Um let's uh let's stay in touch and um, all the best to you, man. I'm really excited to see how this uh, rest of this year unfolds for you. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. Have a great day, Mike. Peace
0: <laughs> Very special thanks to my dude Hayden McHugh. You guys, I'd strongly, strongly encourage you to get onto the Instagram, go give him a follow, Hayden McHugh, all one word, just as it sounds. And uh Wow man, just what energy, hey <sighs> Yeah, I'm supercharged. So I don't know. It's got some exciting things. I'm pumped to see where where this year takes them. Outside of that, guys, uh, I don't know if you know, but it's November, and for the first time in like three years, I'm participating in Movember. So if you guys are interested, I have a clean baby face this whole week. It's starting to come in. It's crazy, but it's it's Movember. And what we're doing, uh, you just wanna head over to my homepage, or you can donate to the cause. We're fundraising. I'm looking to really support the mental health and suicide prevention in the music industry specifically. So if you are interested in supporting the cause, you can head on over to movember.com slash Mike the Schwartz. All right, and just like usual, you guys can find me at the website MikeTheSchwartz.com. Till next time, y'all, you stay sweet. Peace.